because you got to wait for that beep. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Empire 161 show. I am Mr. T, Tim Tabala. Next to me is my co-host, Mr. Ed Camus. Eddie, what's going on? What up, Tim? What's up? A week of baseball. A whole full week of baseball. Non-stop, baby. Non-stop. I've been watching from the mid-afternoon since I get to work from home. All the way until like the late night games. Can't get enough, baby. The Yankees got screwed out of a couple games, which we'll get into. But yes, it is very good to have baseball back. And this, considering this is our seventh episode, and there is really only number one seven, we have to play a little tribute to that, mes- Mr. Mickey Mantle. I love Mickey. Sorry, Jose Reyes. I know you're retired, but there's only one number seven around here. Okay, we can let that go on forever. So. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to see more of the chair dancing from last week, I'm sure. Yeah, people are going to be like, well, why are they just dancing to a song yeah. from 1957 or whatever the hell it is? All right, let's get let's get this cracking right away with some MLB news. Uh, well, you know what? Since I just mentioned that out of nowhere, we'll, we'll say that uh, Jose Reyes announced his retirement. And I'm going to be honest with you, I thought he retired years ago. <laughs> I had no idea he officially announces his retirement. Uh, so I'll ask you real quick, so we don't have to talk about him that much. Uh, where does he stand among the echelon of shortstops as well as New York Mets? What do you think? Uh, I mean, echelons of New York uh, Mets, man, I don't know. I have always thought their best offensive player is obviously Mike Piazza. Uh, all time, their you know, best pitcher and probably player overall has been Tom Seaver. But uh, I don't know. The Mets have an interesting history of, of various different players, but – um, I think Mets fans would probably mostly put him in maybe their top, you know, 15 or 20 all time. I don't know if I'd go as far as top 10, but maybe you can lean on a Mets fan for that for a little bit. Um, but no, fantastic player. Very exciting. He had speed power, you know, won his batting title right before, you know, he departed for the, uh, Marlins and Blue Jays and then bounced back with the Mets. Uh, I always respected him a lot. Honestly, a lot of a lot of played with a lot of flair as well, uh, pinning in a butt against the Yankees, but uh, and def- fantastic defensive shortstop as well. So, well, even the guys on the put in the book show yesterday uh, were debating: do the do they retire his number? They put him in the hall, considering his oh, okay. off off field yeah. antics and how much they play a factor, which we know now they definitely play a factor into what goes on. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Retire his number? Yes or no? Uh, I would guess no. I mean, the Mets—they don't really retire a lot of a ton of numbers, so I think um, I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't think so. But uh, what did they say? Well, I think there? they want to. I think they said they'd wait a few years because he is, as of right now, the best shortstop they've ever had. Okay, but like I, I said, no, I'd field, agree with that. I, I would say that's the case. Off field stuff is 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 a big deal now, though. So yeah, maybe you got to wait ten. 10 years before you, you know, and if, and if Rosario or someone else doesn't come up to make him 
put him in the past, then you maybe got to maybe got to do it. But yeah, hey, that's up to them and their organization. Um, oh, here we go with this again. Those dirty, dirty Marlins. COVID nineteen. It ain't going nowhere. Sixteen. As, 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 I, that was my last update, by the way. Sixteen, 16 Florida players. Marlins players affected with COVID nineteen, causing a domino effect, a chain reaction that screwed up a lot of baseball this weekend, including for us. Um, and you find out that where they got this from, you just got to shake your head and just like, really, guys, this is what we're doing now. I, do I have to say it? You all know. You all know where they went and how they did it and what was going on. Damn you. But anyway, the, this Marlins effect, affected their own team. It affected the Phillies. It affected the Yankees. We lost two games so far, not lost. We missed two games out of this. The Phillies are going through the roof. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Ed, you want to give us the basic story on that, but Florida is just out of control right now. Yeah, Florida is just out of control in general. But, I mean, you could say it. I mean, they're doing the contact tracing, which is going to come up. So, you know, they're they're pretty much saying that. They haven't named the player. I, just, I haven't seen. I know Bob Nightingale was reporting that uh, the belief is that somebody decided to go out in, in Georgia, kind of like the NBA also had their – one of that, Lou Williams was the player who went out from the NBA who stepped out of the bubble and claims he went to get wings at a strip club Wait, in Georgia. I'm sorry. Well, that, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, if the unnamed Marlins player was with him, but those better be some some damn good wings. Um, strip, strip club wings. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have a rule. I don't I don't eat there. I don't eat in strip clubs. I'm sorry. But whatever, let's get back to our family show. Uh, 16 players, two staff members of the Marlins have now tested positive for COVID-19. Um, Marlins games uh, through Sunday have all been postponed. Uh, the team could resume on Tuesday at home versus the Phillies. That's a possibility. But like you were saying, though, that like it's affected a lot of teams. Um, two staff members of the Phillies have been po- have tested positive but no players. So that's at least a silver lining in this whole thing that no players were involved. So maybe, you know, all the uh, protocols that baseball has put into place has worked as far as making sure that the players don't catch it from each other. These two other staff members, I think one of them may have been in the visitor's clubhouse though. So that's, that's still one thing that's being floated out there. Um, So they haven't played either since Sunday um, you know, they had the two games, the four games against the Yankees all postponed this week. And it was just announced earlier today, the three-game series, which they were supposed to play. Um, and they're actually supposed to – Toronto had their games postponed as well. So their weekend series got knocked off as well. So, You're right, Steve, they are. <laughs> yes, and, and also Toronto was supposed to be the home team as well. That was going to count as their home games. So Toronto continually getting it from everywhere, <laughs> from Canada shutting them down from COVID, and now COVID again affected them, man. Like, I, I'll say I feel bad for the Blue Jays. <laughs> they, they just can't get the break. The, the poor uh, Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah, exactly. They're still working out the Buffalo thing, which is why some of their home games might be played at visitors' ballparks, but they'll be deemed a home team. Uh, they were playing – I know they're playing the Nationals right now. And they're the whole. They're playing in their home whites, and they get to bat last and everything. But it's it's crazy, man. And then, like we said, the Yankees, Yankees, Phillies had a home and home two games each. Uh, were all postponed. Now, 
I know what I had mentioned earlier, that the Marlins could resume their season against the Phillies on Tuesday, which is one report that's out there. Another one is that the Yankees-Phillies might be re rescheduled for next week. So we could have flip-flopping schedules all over the place. But, man, that this is baseball 2020. You never know what's going to happen. So uh, it's, I mean, it's insane. How do you now? How, should the Marlins be punished? You think? I don't. I think it, I, honestly, I don't think there's anything that I've heard in the protocols that 113 page document that baseball has given out. But I gotta believe that if they find out that this guy really did go to a strip club and he brought it back and he spread like wildfire through the home team, I would. If I was the Marlins, I would suspend him. Honestly. I would. I'd tell them to go home. <laughs> like, just go for the season. You're quarantined until 2021. Like, he should be. Off, he should be. He should be suspended and fined for strip club wings. Period. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Know. Never mind. COVID. Strip club wings. You're done. You're, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta I, go. I don't. I don't understand that, man. That is just totally head scratching to me. But and he went to Georgia to get it. It wasn't like it was in Miami or it was in Philly. You know, like he had to go out of his way to do this. Oh my god! It is. It's absolutely oh out of control. And let's let, well, let's hope they get this under control somehow, some way. Because I'm ready. I'm ready for the Marlins just to be like, all right, well, you're out. And every time, every every game you were scheduled to play, now is just an off day for the team that was going to supposed to play you. I mean, that's what's going to happen eventually if, if crap goes like if, you know, 16 players. Now they got to call up the the minor league guys, the guys who are living, you know, in the yeah. bubble, their own little bubble. To play these games, you know what? Good that they deserve it. I'd rather see the minor league guys who want to play than strip club wing guys getting being stupid. I don't even know if I want that story to be true or not. Like it's so <laughs> insane, but I kind of want it to be true. I, I, I want it to be true. I want it to be true. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to another another fun fun story. Wait, where's my banner? I'm very proud of my banner today because it says. We love Joe Kelly. If you're watching uh, Astros-Dodgers, which we knew was going to be a very fun series to watch, uh, and it was an ass-whooping by the Dodgers, by the way, uh, Joe Kelly, who wasn't even with the team, well, he was with the Red Sox that, that got beat by that Astro team, so he still has some lingering hatred like the rest of us do. Uh, he threw behind three straight guys, struck out Correa, I don't know what was said after what Correa gave each other a look. He stuck his tongue out at him like a little child, which is now oh, going to be. Oh, I can tell you what he said. I, I oh, definitely know oh, what he I, said. I, I know what he said. He said, "Yeah, uh, what you, you can't nice hit." Swing, nice swing, bitch. You can't oh, hit. That's what he said. Nice swing, bitch. Nice swing, bitch. Because this t-shirt's out. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. This t-shirt's out there already. Pretty good ones too. Uh, it said, "Nice swing, bitch," and then he's like, "You can't hit without cheating." Oh, that is freaking awesome. I want. And then he stuck his tongue out. Like I want. I want. I want one of those shirts. I want one of those. You are. You are right, Steve. He is the hero we need right now. I want one of those shirts so bad because that is awesome. Uh, yeah. So that started a bench and clearing brawl. Well, it wasn't a brawl. Oh, bench clearing. It, it, it was a, so, a social distancing brawl. Shouting match. That got both managers fined for allowing their players to leave the bench, which you can't do nowadays because um, nobody had masks on or nothing. Um, look, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I think, see, again, the Astros, again, they got away from the suspensions. They got scot-free with that crap. Now they're getting away scot-free because there's no crowds. Because you know the crowds were going to abuse the hell out of them. Yeah. 
and they're getting away with it scot free. So you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad the players are taking it into their own hands. I'm glad Joe Kelly did what he did. Again, I'm not. I'm not asking to drill somebody in the face, drill somebody in the head, but you want to hit him in the back. I'll, I'll hit all of them in the back, all of them. And Oral Hershiser, oh, I, I missed. Did you hear? Did you get Oral Hershiser's quote? He uh, said it's a little. It's a little harder when you don't know what's coming. Something along yeah. those lines. Fantastic, fantastic. I love it. So, give us any other insight into this story. All right. So, I, I think it's a. It's the whole Astros cheating thing, which we've never really dived into here. Just yet, I guess the the short version is, you know, MLB granted the players immunity in order to, I guess they felt they couldn't get a proper investigation without granting the players immunity so they would tell the truth. Who the heck knows if that's the case? I I have no clue. But that's where it started, and I think that's where the problem started. I don't know if baseball tried to investigate and no one was speaking up, so they felt this was the only way they were going to get something. Uh, So that was the first issue. And then the players, and you know, the question was, did they give the players immunity because they felt like not battling the MLBPA because they felt they were too strong and they weren't going to get anywhere? That's another le- level to this. Um, and that's why there was no suspensions to players. So the MLB took it out on on who they could. You know, Beltran lost his job before he even really had it. Um, you know, the Astros lost their manager, lost their GM, you know, some draft picks or whatever. So that's where that is. Players spoke up. Players were furious. You knew players were gonna. The players were gonna take it into their own hands, and everything. So this was the. the I'm telling you, this is only the first. I now. So I'm fine with Joe Kelly drilling any Astros that he feels like it, and specifically, my only issue was you don't throw behind a guy's head with a, and which was obviously a 96 mile per hour fastball. I get they cheated. That is that's obviously wrong. No one's defending that, but. If you're going to hit a guy, well, we talked about the unwritten rules of baseball a couple episodes ago. Drill the guy in the numbers and move on. I get it was a 3-0 pitch. If you drill him between the numbers, he'll get the message, trust me. Just don't throw above the head, man, because if you hit him in the head, then all of a sudden Joe Kelly turns into the villainy, and then the Astros become somewhat sympathetic in some bizarre world. I don't want that. Well, Michael Kay was said it last night. He said, well, he said a couple things that annoyed the hell out of me. Well, he didn't annoy me because of that. You know, they keep talking about 2017, 2017. It's like they just completely forgot about 2018 and 19. How do you forget? 18 and 19, they were guilty. They there's they no evolved. It evolved. Yeah. Cheating exactly. evolved. No. Beyond Maybe anything. there were buzzers. Maybe John Boy has it right. And and the buzzer thing because the Altuve running around the bases. As soon as he rounds the bases and scores a winning run in the ALCS, don't you know grabbing his shirt. Oh my my tattoo. I'm embarrassed. My wife doesn't want me to stop. There was obviously something fishy there. I don't know about the buzzers or whatever. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But you, there's no way that the Astros cheated in 2017, won the World Series, and decided, oh, okay, we're good. No more cheating. We're, we're just going to be – no, stop it. Um, well, that's well, most, of the, most of the stuff I've seen on YouTube and everything is coming from 18 and 19 more than 17. The buzzers, think- they graduated to the buzzers after 17. 17 yeah. was one thing. And and you want to know it's crazy, right? So I'm um, watching most of the Yanks. Clicking on the Mets, Red Sox, Dodgers, Astros last night. And I hear the commentators talking about, oh, yeah, you know, Uleski Guriel had some uh, hitting tips down the stretch for, uh, you know, from Carlos Beltran. I'm like, yeah, you know what the tips were? This is the pitch that's coming. That's, yeah. that, that's the tip that you got coming. He was banging down a garbage can for you. Or, you know, hooting and hollering and whistling and whatever the heck that they were doing. So, 
stop. That's the hitting tip that he got. Because suddenly Gurriel turned it around. And I'm not saying Beltran doesn't know his baseball. He obviously does. But that's fans are thinking that immediately. That's the first thing. That's why these things happen. Um, Another thing that Kay brought up, too, is you're going to have these guys. You're going to have to pick. Pick your target this year, pitchers. Listen to me carefully. You got to pick your target because these umpires are going to defend the Astros, unfortunately, because they don't want an all-out bloody brawl mess considering with COVID and everything. Yep. You can't. They're going to be defending them like crazy. And then my favorite meme or whatever of, of, of the day was with Joe, after this happened was Joel Kelly got eight games for throwing behind a player. The Astros got zero games suspended for cheating, cheating to a World Series victory. Well, that's why but I wanted to bring up. He's not getting eight games. He's gonna he's gonna appeal. He might get two or three, but I, eight I, games I, in a sixty game season. Come well, on. That's, that's what I, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think. Well, that's why I thought it was important to explain how we got to this point. Um, all right. Well, eight games is a lot, especially at eight out of sixty is kind of insane. I think they said it was equivalent to like twenty two or twenty four games during a regular season. That's ridiculous. He is he is uh, appealing. Hopefully, he wins his appeal. It gets knocked down to like three or five games. Um, you know, fingers crossed for that. Dave Roberts even got suspended. He served it last night for for one game. Dusty Baker got a fine. He's a guy – Dusty Baker's a guy who's in a weird situation. Listen, he knew what he was signing up for when he took the job, but he's like was hired to defend the Astros when he had nothing to do with the cheating scandal. You know, like it's, it, it's very strange. But an interesting thing – well, Joe Kelly also posted something on – uh, Instagram this morning that was kind of wacky too about that. He, the dude is off the wall. Joe Kelly's always been off the wall. Let's not forget he's also the dude who got into it with the Yanks drilling Tyler Austin a couple of years ago. And then we got to have that great footage of when the bench is cleared of Stanton and Judge looking like they were older brothers knocking their kid brothers back into the Red Sox <laughs> dugout, which was pretty funny. But no, an interesting um, thing to this though is that Joe Kelly was on the 2018 Red Sox. 2018 Red Sox were also fined for also sign stealing and cheating as well. So is Joe Kelly hypocritical? I mean, he didn't directly benefit from the Red Sox cheating, right? Like their whole thing, it had to do with the hitters. But he's also got a World Series ring that probably helped him out with that. So the question is, are you throwing stones when you live in a glass when you used to live in a glass house? I, I don't know. I mean, but I am glad that somebody took it on upon themselves to do this, but drill the guy in the numbers, man. There's no reason to hit anybody. Oh, numbers. numbers. Yeah, yeah, that was my only issue. That was my only slight issue with it. Don't drill the guy in the, in the head, man. Like, that's that's a little bit crazy. But we'll yeah, see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be – I said this is going to be – 2020 is just going to be – why I forget it. Forget it. It's going to be the, the year that's – and we got guys living in bubbles – we got we got a, we got a round robin tournament in hockey. We got I don't even know how the hell basketball works right now. You got the top whatever teams getting thrown into a bubble to play bad. It's like oh they're playing it, they're playing eight regular season games before they start the playoffs because their seeding uh, wasn't determined. That's that's just completely insane to me. Yeah. Um, we have any more uh, news of the week before we get to our Yankees review? Um. No, not necessarily. I mean, that was that was pretty much that covers all of the rest of MLB. All right, let's get back to opening day last week. Yankees opened up against the Nationals in Washington. Garrett Cole versus Matt Scherzer um, it was a rain-shortened game. Um, 
let's take the positives and the negative. Well, you can do the whole. Nah, let's do let's do the first game first. Uh, Scherzer, um, even though we got to him, pff, the dude still looked crazy. Yeah, still he looked out. Of, he, he looked out of control. What do you have? 10, 11 strikeouts. Yeah, it's it, it was something like that. It, it was pretty ridiculous. I mean, they did touch him up when they did, but it was pretty much if they didn't hit a home run off him or whatever, then you know it was a strikeout. It was an all or nothing. Now Scherzer still did did his thing in that game, even though they got to him. But I mean, the king of the, the king of that game was Stanton. I mean, Stanton hit a bomb that I mean I thought was going to land in my living room. You know, <laughs> he was two for three with a home run and three ribbies. Uh, Garrett Cole, he got credited with a complete game, a five inning complete game with five strikeouts, well below both of ours. I think I had ten. How many did you have? I had about ten too. Yeah, right. So. Whatever. They, the under was the way to go with that. Giving up one run, one hit, and one walk. It was one home run that was in the first inning, but he settled down after that. Um, so nice debut for, for Garrett Cole in that game. Um, the negative is, um, I, I would say the negative, maybe Anthony Fauci's crazy uh, crazy <laughs> inaugural pitch, getting uh, shades of 50 at, Sh- at uh, City Field a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean that was that was pretty much the only negative, but it was just it was exciting. It was opening day. Hey, we were, yeah, we were doctor. Tackle, man. The dude's a doctor. He's an eighty-year-old doctor. I'll give him a yeah. break. <laughs> give him a break. Fifty, 50 steps. Yeah, exactly. He should know how to throw a ball. <laughs> yeah, that shows you just because you're jacked doesn't mean you can play baseball. <laughs> I don't. Um, well, I'm gonna get into my negative for the week because it's kind of the same theme as of right now. Yeah. As far as my negative, uh, so we hit the game two. Give us a little recap of game two before we uh I'm pretty sure we probably have the same negatives, but uh yeah, the yeah. second game second game was a nine to two loss to the Nats. Uh big negative in that is a short story is Paxson uh pitched one inning, five hits and three runs. Uh did not look sharp at all. Um Yanks didn't score much with the two runs there. I mean, every pretty much the bullpen, everyone who came out was pretty much getting touched up a little bit. Uh, Michael King did look pretty solid for a little while, but then he was getting hit eventually. He made his major league debut. Uh, liked what I saw from the kid overall, though. Um, think he'll he'll improve as time goes on, but I liked a little bit from what I saw before he started getting touched up. Um, and then that moves us on to Sunday, which I actually think was the best game of out of the four because we only have four games to really talk about right now. It was a 3-2 to two win on Sunday afternoon against the Nats. Um, Yanks with a bullpen game. Patrick started- Corbin. Patrick, Patrick Corbin, Corbin dude, that dude is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he would look he looked ridiculous. But you know, this these are the kind of games I like to win. Yeah. You get, you oh, get him late. Old school, old school yeah. Yeah. Later the home run, two to one. Then, you know, they get to the bullpen, start beating up on the bullpen a bit. Voigt tied it with a at two two, and then Glaber comes in the uh in the top of the eighth and then drives in the winning run uh with his second RBI of the game. He he was three for four on the day. Uh, but no, I, I thought the pitching highlight was everybody. I mean, they went with a bullpen game, which I thought was a little surprising. Uh, they went with Luizaga, Hale, Adovino, Green, Kane, uh, Kaneley, and Britton. But I mean, they also looked sharp. Luizaga, I thought, looked good too. His, you know, his command issues were still there, but he was still, you know, he was thrown in the mid 90s. So I'll take that. Uh, my boy Johnny Lasagna right there. Um, thought he looked pretty solid though. And then that, uh, they didn't play until last night. At the Orioles, which we didn't expect to have because of yeah. subjects, you know, COVID fiasco that went on in baseball that affected the Yankees. Um, Yankees had a solid nine to three win last night against the O's. Uh, their seventeenth straight win against the Orioles, 
which is bananas. I knock on wood, don't want to jinx it because that crazy stuff does happen. Um, nine to three win. Cole got his second start of the season, went 6.2 innings, uh, four hits, three runs, two walks, and seven Ks. Um, I didn't, I still don't think Cole's looked, but you know, like great over the first two starts, but well, great kept, pitchers. They, they kept him in 10 pitches too many last night. Well, don't get me started because I mean, Jerry texted <laughs> me about the 100 pitch and sound the alarm. And then on the 100th pitch, he gave up the home run and then he hit the double. I don't buy the 100 pitch thing. No, what I'm saying is like Cole over the first two starts, though, <clears throat> uh, has not been like absolutely lights out. I think we saw a preview of lights out Cole for a little bit in those middle innings last night. But great pitchers find a way. When they don't have their sharpest stuff, they still find out. And guess what? Garrett Cole, even not at his sharpest, still looks pretty damn good to me. He'll even get better than this. Uh, offensive highlights of last night was Bronx Bombers hitting three home runs. Uh, Judd going two for three with a home run, two RBIs. Hicks had a, a home run. But the machine, DJ LeMayhew, four for five. Home run, a double, two RBIs. Just needed a triple for the cycle. And, man, it was nice to see him back in form, you know, again. So that was, that was, that was nice. Uh, let's get it before. Yeah, let's get into tonight's game then, which begins in uh, just over an hour or so. Um, you have that lineup thing. Yeah, give who's, me pay, who's, who's, well, who's pitching tonight? Why? Right, so the pitching matchup though is um, Jay Happ was going for the Yanks against Ooh. John Means for the Orioles. Now I know you're going to say it's a starting pitcher for the Orioles, but Means is pretty solid, man. He's a lefty. Went 12 and 11 last year, three six zero ERA with a one fourteen WHIP. He's not a big strikeout guy. But he was one of their good uh, young up and coming pitchers, so I, you know, you can't really bag on him so much. So the Yanks will have have their hands full with that. Now let's see if we can get this screen sharing to be a little bit quicker, unlike last week. And we're getting thirty seven year old Jay Happ to go tonight. But yeah. he always comes through. He comes through, you know, when we need him to come through. Yeah, Happ goes ahead, and yeah, his is, you know, he gives up quite a bit of home runs. But I mean, that's pretty much the knock against Happ. But listen, he's the four starter. You know, whatever. That's that's what we're getting here. So tonight's lineup, you know, looks pretty similar to what some of the other stuff we were getting. But the the big one is uh, Miguel Andujar is getting the start in left field over Brett Gardner. Gardner is struggling. Also, a really bad start this season, along with Gary Sanchez. Sanchez is zero for eleven. Um, hitless, hitless, yeah, hitless. So he and they both look pretty lost and overmatched, which is kind of nuts. I mean, we both know that they're a lot better than what they're showing. Hopefully it's just, you know, a little bit of a, you know, scuffling to start. Uh, LeMahieu's leading off at second base. Then you got Judge in right field. Glaber's at short. Stanton at DH. Hickson uh, batting fifth and center. Luke Voigt back in the lineup since Mike Ford started last night at first base. Gary Sanchez is catching. Gio's at third. And Duhar, as mentioned, in left field. And also, as mentioned, Hap's getting a start tonight on the hill. Um. Yeah, the one thing like say, yeah, one thing you could say about the Orioles, I mean, yes, the Orioles are a bad team. They're they're terrible. They can hit though. They can hit and they got means. That that's pretty much the only positives you can say. Well, that seems that seems to be the theme in our division. Can't pitch, but you can hit. Red Sox can't pitch, but they can hit. Yep. Orioles can't pitch, but they can hit. Blue Jays, well, they can hit, but they can't they pitch. Can hit. They can hit. Yeah. Yeah, they I'm, can hit. The I'm junior team. You. Yeah, well, the Rays, the Rays, are, us and the Rays are the ones who have Oh, the Rays. Yeah, the Rays, I mm -hmm. forgot about. I, I always forget about them. I don't know why. 
You know what's funny is I, I still say, right, like talking to like Rick and Courtney and like Courtney's brother TJ, like the Rays are a legitimate division rival. They are, right? They're a good team. Say what you want. We can make fun of them about other things, but they're a good baseball team. And I told you on another episode, I respect them. I really do. They got no money. They got no fans like attending games, but they figure out a way to, to contend, man. Um, but yeah, the rest of the division has no pitching, all hitting. And I would say out of the other three, like the Red Sox and the Jays and the uh, Orioles, the Jays are the ones with the young up and coming bats. They have everyone's kid. Yep, or, everyone's, you know, kid much, everyone's kid who's coming up. So <laughs> all Hall of Famers over there. So old old juniors, old juniors. Let's go take in the junior team. That's yeah. what they're gonna be. And speaking of uh, the Red Sox, unfortunately, which I don't like to do ever, but we have to do it because it's a baseball show. We got them coming up <coughs> in a nice set. In a nice set. Well, we also – I know Sunday we get Tanaka back. Well, it's Saturday. Tanaka's starting oh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday? Saturday yeah. it was Sunday. My bet. My bet. No, that's all right. So we go through the pitching matchups for the Yanks-Red Sox preview starting on uh, Friday night. We got Weber versus uh, Jordan Montgomery, who's making his comeback to uh, – First start since uh, 2018, since his Tommy John surgery. So he's looked good in, in summer camp. So <clears throat> it's good to see Montgomery back, whose nickname, by the way, is Gumby by the in the clubhouse, which I do <laughs> love. Uh, Saturday, it's Tanaka time. Tanaka makes his return to the mound, uh, season debut against Godley. And then Sunday, Paxson will be making a second start of the season Sunday night against TBD. We literally TBD. I hope TB. I'm curious to see what TBD is going to be. Could be a bullpen game. Could be anybody. Yeah, they were throwing out that that those bullpen games like crazy to Red Sox. Like, they really don't have anyone to go out there to pitch. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because I, I even I just I saw the Mets. They the Mets they they they're like listen. They're starting this guy for he's only going to pitch to wings. We're going to do our lineup for the next guy, which they did. Yeah. They set the lineup for the for the righty coming in instead of the lefty starting. I'm like, well, that's actually pretty damn smart to do that because you know this yeah. guy's only going to pitch to innings. So that's yeah. good. So, yeah, that's Yanks Red Sox so this weekend, which should be should be interesting. I mean, listen, it's Yankees Red Sox. Is, I know the Red Sox are not supposed to have a great season this year, but they'll probably play the Yanks tough because that's what they do. You know, on well, paper, like you said, with, with, with that freaking lineup, I mean, it's ridiculous that lineup. Even you with the loss of bets, yeah, and you know, they, and who they get back for bets? They got quality, nothing but quality back for him too. Yeah, they still got JD so, Martinez and Xander Bogarts, and you know Ben Intendi. So they still got some ball Devers, Devers who can't play third, but I mean he's, he's struggling he so hit. far. But no, he could hit. He, that boy, yeah, that boy could hit. That boy's oh, yeah. out of control. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, tonight's O's. I can't wait for tonight's game. Actually, who was that kid last night for the O's? Something I don't know. Sound like a Polish name or Russian name with the hair sticking out of the back of his hat. That dude was uh, out of control for a while. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't. I was struggling to pronounce his last name too. But Wajakowski, Wajakuski. I don't know. I was like, look at this guy. This guy is pitching pretty good. And you then might, I know him from Greenpoint. Then he gets smacked around. You're like, okay, never mind. But you know, he was pitching good for quite a, for quite a while there. The longest last name <laughs> in Orioles history, as we learned from Michael K last night. Hey, it's quality, baby, quality. It was good to hear Paul O'Neill and David Cohn and uh, K back together again. Yeah, sounded a lot better. Our Sunday. Um, they were really struggling with the audio big time on Sunday afternoon. So nice to see Yes straighten that out since then. Oh, hey, don't forget too, like they, they said it. Uh, if the you know they're in Washington, they're using Washington's people, not Yankees people. So they're just basically hijacking that feed. So it's like if that feed sucks, yeah, it's gonna suck. 
So we're saying the Orioles do do have something else to add to their list. They have a solid lot. They can hit. They got means, <laughs> and they got a probably a good audio crew. <laughs> I guess so. Because yeah, it was pretty good last night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, moving right along, yeah, the game is going to start a little over an hour, plus I want to eat and shower and stuff. So let's get to our brand new feature. I think we're going to pick the same guy, Ed. I'm almost 90% positive we're picking the same guy. We might have both the same guy. I think we are. We're going to call it The Force is Strong with Player of the Week. Yeah. We had to get the Star Wars thing in there, too. Um, this is going to be for a position player who we thought over the last seven days, only four games, but still, um, who was the best player of the week? I had position player. I know we're going to have the same guy, so you might as well just say it. All right. So I personally felt the force is strong with John Carlos Stanton this week. Wow. We don't have the same guy. Wow. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. But okay. There's a couple of people to pick from. You could you could even pick DJ LeMay, who had four hits last night, and now his, for the, his week looks great. Um, I went with Stanton. He's hitting 417 on a young season, uh, two home runs in the first two games, five ribbies. And an OPS of one five three three, which is, I mean, outstanding. So, yeah, that that's my uh, that's why I feel the force was strong with this week. And I did go with Lemayu because, like I said, he came back from COVID, missed the first game, came back, and he's just hitting, 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 batting five hundred. Doesn't look like he lost a step. Um, and he's going to be huge for us this year, just like he was last year. I thought he was our MVP last year. He could be our right. MVP this year. I thought he was our MVP last no, year. No, LeMahieu was the team MVP last year. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, no, LeMahieu was actually my my runner-up, but, I, I mean, I, I went with Stanton. I mean, he's off to hot start. So, I mean, yeah, listen, there's no right or wrong answer to this. What I what I found interesting, though, in the last couple of games is there, you know, that Boone's going with the move of having Stanton, you know, I'm sorry, Stanton, uh, LeMahieu shift from second to first late in games and taking out Ford or Voigt. You know, and then bringing in like a Tyler Wade to play second base. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, it's a, it is a way to shore up the defense because Void, uh, Void, Void, and um, and Ford are not exactly Don Mattingly or Mark Teixeira over there at first base. So, no. I mean, I, I get it. Um, but and yeah, and you you can add in some speed late in the game with Tyler Wade. So, or even Tyro Estrada, you might see at second base that time. So. Yeah, no, Tyro Stroud is batting a thousand. Just want to throw that out there. He's dude. The guy was crushing <laughs> summer camp, so why not get him? So get him out there. And so, and we also have our other new feature. Then, so, I, so you're taking Stan. I'm taking Lemayhew. Yep. Um, the pitcher could very well be the same. Yeah, I have spoken. Pitcher of the week. Who are you taking for this week? All right. So for this week, I feel the pitcher that has I have spoken is pretty much just laying it down there. I mean, even though I said earlier he wasn't exactly on his sharpest, but I'll go with Garrett Cole. Uh, you know, won both of his starts, 309 ERA, 12Ks and 11.2 innings, uh, and an 0.69 whip to start the season. And, again, this is a guy who we're looking at as the ace, and he's, he's, looked, he's looked better than most and not even at his best still. So I think that says a lot about Cole. And that's exactly who I picked. Also, uh, two big starts, especially you know. Then you got the nerves coming out for opening day. Yeah. Uh, he did pitch really great. Um, plus, your first start as a Yankee is always—I don't care who you are, I don't care. He, and plus, he's a massive fan. Really? He's yeah. got a lot more. He's got a lot more Yankee baggage than other people do coming into New York because he—he's that you know, um, he's the guy with the sign. And they're all going to be talking about the guy with the sign. But yeah. yeah, Garrett Cole was also my pick. I think I think we don't think we've even scratched the surface with this dude yet. 
then that's what's exciting about. It. I don't care about that last those last three pitches, whatever the hell it was last night. That's not a big deal. What he did before that was outstanding. So he is also my have spoken pitcher of the week. Yeah. So are we, we should maybe we can get some drops. Can we do drops on on this thing? On uh, can we get drops to go with that? We can actually get I have spoken. I will do it. I will do it for next week. I will get little clips from. I, I promise. I will get little clips for next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't had time. I said I haven't had time to mess with everything, but I will. I will get. I will get that for next week. I yeah. have spoken. That'd be funny. Nick Bell will be joining us on the show. So hey man, we ran through that show pretty quick, which is good because it's game night. Everybody wants to get ready for this game. Um, yeah. So tonight, oh, next week, we don't know. Next week, we don't know as far as baseball goes. Not that she's back. What they and I go back to work next week, so things will be a little weird. We will definitely post when our next show is going to be. Uh, so pay attention to our pages, and we will, we will share. And um, yeah, so keep pay attention to our pages. We'll figure out when we're going to be on. Because um, I said. There's no days off, man. There's no days off. So what are we going to do? Eddie, got any closing remarks before we go? Uh, Not much. I mean, you know, I can throw my usual mask stuff out there. But, yes, people should be wearing a mask. Get a Yankees one if you like it, if it makes you feel better. Um, no, and looking forward to Yanks Red Sox this weekend. Hopefully smack up the Orioles tonight. Uh, but let's go. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't live in a world where the, we lose to the Red Sox. I don't like that world. It's not a good world. <coughs> it's, it's a horrible, 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 horrible world to live in. Um, but like you said, they they got enough pitching now. Chris Sale's gone. I even know I can't even name one of their pitchers. I mean, I don't know. You know, Godley. That that's pretty much what you got. You got the two guys who I mentioned earlier with Godley. Um, they're they're just they're a disaster, dude. So let's just take care take care advantage of it and just smack them around. But because it's been set back, they'll come on. Good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Then, like I said, we will let you know when we're going to be on next week. Uh, just enjoy baseball, man. Enjoy that it's back. Stop it, Florida! Please just stop because you're killing us. You're killing us. Stop. Wear a mask. All right, we'll see you guys next week. All right, man.